You're listening to the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast, where ambitious people master the art of returning to their roots. Have you found yourself disenchanted with society or wishing you could opt out of the rat race? Perhaps you're craving a life that's meaningful and tangible, a life where you can create and produce instead of merely consume. I'm Jill Winger, best-selling author and longtime homesteader. Over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of families create more connection, grow amazing organic food, and find the ultimate fulfillment through an old-fashioned lifestyle. And I can do the same for you. Now, on to our episode. Welcome back. We are continuing on with our Origins series. And in our previous episode, I shared with you about the birth of two very, very important things in my life. So the first one, most importantly, was the birth of our first child, my daughter Mesa. But also around that same time, my blog was born. And for those of you who have been following me or know me very well for any length of time, you know that the blog was important because that is when a lot of my purpose and vision started to develop. And honestly, a lot of you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for that blog. Probably none of you, actually. So last episode was the Genesis story. But in this episode, we're going to talk about the part of my story, and actually a lot of stories, that most people tend to skip over. So as humans... We love to hear about people's humble beginnings and where they came from. And we love those tales of the victorious end when the hero of the story finishes triumphant after overcoming all the odds. But rarely do we hear about the middle, the messy, the mundane middle. But in my opinion, the middle is the most important part because this is where the magic happens. So I'm going to tell you why I'm such a fan of the middle in today's episode. So I was continuing along on the homestead journey. My daughter was born, our our daughter was born in 2010, and then we got our first milk cow, I think it was 2011. So the homestead was progressing quickly and my garden was growing. We didn't have our raised beds at that point, but we had our in-ground garden and I was figuring out things. My thumb was still pretty brown, but it's getting a little bit better. Um, But even though the homestead was really trucking along and I was really happy with all of those things, there was something else that really had my attention at that point in time, and that was my blog. So it was a year or two old, and I was starting to kind of get in my groove. Now, this is something I really want to underscore, because if you remember back in our last episode, um, I kind of fell into blogging. I didn't start off with some grand vision of, I'm going to start a blog, and then it's going to turn into a business, and then someday Christian can come home from his job. Like, that was not anywhere in my brain at that point. I was still just thinking, hey, I'm kind of bored. Let's just put all my ideas out on the internet, and maybe someone will read them, and if they don't, it's okay. So I was still very much an unintentional blogger and just floating along without a lot of purpose in what I was doing. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. That's how a lot of people start. So I started off really kind of clueless. But I think it's really important that that folks understand that I didn't stay in this 
realm of just kind of floating through the blogging world for very long. Uh, I, I got really, really strategic, really, really fast. And, and this is important because when sometimes people hear my story or you hear a lot of other people's stories, it's really easy to think that someone was an overnight success. It happens all the time. It's a really common phenomenon where we become aware of someone or they kind of start to come into our consciousness on social media or wherever. And they're like, man, those, those, that person just started a thing. And then the next day they were making all sorts of money or their business was successful or their website was huge. And I just, I just feel bad because nothing I've ever started has taken off that quickly. And of course there are those rare instances where someone does have, you know, a business that makes a million dollars in two months. Like, but that's really, really, really rare. And time and time again, when I hear people's stories, I hear and I see that the magic of what they've created or produced or overcome, it always comes in the middle of the story. Um, There's no such thing as a true overnight success because behind the success stories we love so much are people who have been hustling and grinding and figuring things out and making mistakes for a long time. Um, so that was me. Like I started off pretty clueless, which is how I start most things. But then I got strategic really, really fast. And I just want you to understand that. Um, so you just don't ever feel like you're behind or if you don't have instant success, you're doing something wrong. Cause that's not always the case. Now, one other thing I've noticed that sets apart people who accomplish the things they want to accomplish versus folks who don't is that level of of obsession. And I talked about that back in episode number one. However, since I was a little kid, I've had an obsessive nature. You know, sometimes that's a blessing. Sometimes that's a curse. But in this world of blogging, or even homesteading for that matter, I found that my obsessive nature tended to really work in my favor. And I've realized that, especially when it comes to business, you if you want to be really good at something, if you want to be the master of what you're doing or rise to the top, you have to be willing to go way beyond just dabbling. And one thing that I talk a lot about with my different uh, coaching clients that I've worked with over the years is the difference in treating your business like a hobby or treating it like a business. And a lot of folks, there's some confusion there. And they have the website or the blog or they're making homemade soap or they're selling their chicken eggs. And, you know, they're treating it like a hobby that just happens when they have a little bit of time. And if I have time this weekend, I'll work on my business. And then they get really frustrated because they're not seeing the results they want. And so the first thing I'll I'll tell them is, if you want a business, you got to treat it like a business. It's okay to have hobbies, but we need to have a clear definition between the two. So when I first started my blog, it was definitely a hobby. It was definitely like, if I feel like it, and I'm not too tired, you know, at the end of this week, I'll do some stuff on my blog. But it was something that as I started to learn more and progress, I'm like, I got to take this seriously. And it bumped way up to the top of my priority list. And that is when things started to really, really shift and grow. And it wasn't super glamorous. It wasn't actually glamorous at all. Um, I would 
put Mesa down for her nap. You know, at that point in time, when it, in the early days, she would take a nap in the morning and the afternoon, and then it was just afternoon, and then eventually they'd take no naps at all, which is a sad day in every mom's life. But I would work during nap times. And so instead of taking a nap or watching a TV show while she slept, I would pound out on the blog. And to some folks, that might sound horrible, but to me, I was actually loving it. And my days went from being really long feeling. I remember initially in the early days before I really started getting rolling with my business, like it's hard to be a stay-at-home mom by yourself in a house, especially in the winter out on the prairie. Those days are long. And I would get to two o'clock in the afternoon and be like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can make it till when Christian gets home. I just, this, this is the longest day ever. And as my blog started to grow and it started to give me more just mental stimulation, my days went much faster. And I found myself really experiencing for one of the first times in a while, you know, since I had kind of moved away from the horse world as I was becoming a mom and a vet tech and all those things, I started to really feel that passion ignite inside of me. And it's so intoxicating. And it's so different for those of you who have maybe struggled in professions that you're not really sure if it's where you're supposed to be or jobs that you didn't really like or not knowing what your purpose is. There, there's such a, a physical difference. And I think I've talked about it on different episodes before. When you know that you're doing something that is deeply connected to who you are as a person and your core purpose here in life, like you can just feel the difference. And I noticed that I started to feel so lit up by what I was doing on my blog. And I would have a hard time going to sleep at night because I was so excited about the ideas that were coming to me and the new blog posts. And I remember many, many times I would be in the shower because when I'm doing kind of mindless activities like washing dishes or mowing the lawn or taking a shower. That's when my best ideas come because I think my brain is a little bit more quiet. And I would get um, all these blog post ideas while I was in the shower. And then I'd jump out of the shower and run over and write them out on a piece of notebook paper. And I would be so pumped up that I would have a hard time sleeping. And then I would jump out of bed in the morning ready to you know, I had to do my other responsibilities like taking care of the baby and doing chores and making sure we had food to eat. But I'm like, I'm going to get all my stuff done so I can just continue to work on this blogging thing and figure it out and figure out how I can help more people. And I still feel like that. Maybe the honeymoon period of that, you know, piece of my business journey has quieted down a little bit. But there are still many, many times where I just am excited to get up in the morning because I get to work on my business or I get to do something related to my business that day. And people ask me, you know, how do you have so much energy to do what you do? Like, how do you just keep going? And I actually don't drink that much caffeine. Maybe (laughs) surprisingly, it's really related to when you're doing something you love, it's easy to, to stay motivated. It's not saying it's always easy. And it's not saying that there aren't days where things are a little bit of a grind and you're doing stuff that's not super fun. But Overall, when you're doing the thing you love, it just is a whole lot easier to keep that energy up. So there I was. I was teaching myself SEO, search engine optimization, and how to use WordPress, how to set up an email list, how to use social media. Back then, Facebook was still 
pretty new. It was nothing like it is today. It was a different world entirely. So I was figuring that out. I wrote my first ebook in 2012, and that was the first product of my blog that was like really my product. I was so excited to do that. I actually worked on it so hard uh, when Mesa was in bed and during nap times that I strained my eyeballs. Like my eyeballs got red and were dry and they felt horrible. And I do not recommend doing that. Like highly recommended to avoid that phenomenon, but I couldn't stop myself. I was so excited um, with this new fire that I had found. You know, I had always been excited about horses, but I honestly, for a while, didn't think I could get excited about anything else. So I was just pumped that I found something else in my life that I was so passionate about. One, uh, one book I wanted to recommend that really goes well, along well with this episode is called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And I think I read that book for the first time at some point during this kind of period of my life. And it's really, really stuck with me. It was one of the first personal development books I'd ever read, actually. Back then, I was still definitely more of a fiction reader. And now I'm, I hardly read any fiction. It's all nonfiction. But that was kind of one of my first books that shifted me into the, the world of nonfiction and personal development. But anyway, the premise of this book, I highly recommend it, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, is that it's not about necessarily giant leaps that you take towards your goals or what you want in life, but it's just about getting 1% better every day. And if you can commit to getting 1% better, then in a year's time, you're going to have, you know, 365% improvement. And this concept is so simple. I remember reading the book. It's, it's not a complicated book. And the whole time I was reading it, I'm like, well, duh, this is so obvious. And why did I never think of it like this? But it's, it's powerful. The idea that little daily actions, they're easy to do. Showing up every day and just doing something small is easy to do. But the kicker is it's also easy not to do. And that's why a lot of folks get stuck. And this applies to anything that you want to be proficient at. Cooking, knitting, gardening, obviously growing a business would fall in that category, starting a blog, whatever it is, it's about those little daily actions. And little did I know, as I was starting out here, the little things I was doing every day, they were very anticlimactic and non-glamorous and not even hardly worth noting. But the little things I was doing and reading and learning started to add up. And those results are always invisible in the beginning. Not notable whatsoever. But the effect of time compounding is big. And that's where we start to see those victorious endings that we love so much. They just happen over those conscious choices that we make every single day over a period of time. And this was the part of my life when I when I have to think about the theme of this part of my life or really how to sum it up, it was learning this concept. And I draw on this a lot in my life to this day. The idea of I know now the magic of showing up just a little bit at a time. And that's why I encourage you as my listeners and my blog readers, it's not about these gargantuan leaps all the time. 
It's just about the little actions you take every day. And, you know, when I start to to learn something new or I feel frustrated because I'm not seeing results quickly enough, like there's lots of things in my life I'm still learning. A great example is this past year, I really tried to commit to working out for the first time ever. I have an episode on that. I've never been an athlete or someone who went to the gym. And the beginning of 2020, I wanted to start just being more active and taking better care of my body. And those first few months, I was really annoyed because here I was, I was like, I'm showing up and running on the treadmill every day. I've never done that before. And, you know, trying to lift weights and do things and I'm not seeing results. And I was just annoyed. And I just reminded myself once again, remember Jill, you know how this works. It's not about a giant effort um, and expecting big results. It's just showing up day after day. And I told myself, you know, if you just commit to even 20 minutes in the gym every day, it's going to add up. And it has. I I look back now, it's been almost a full year and I am seeing the results and it feels dang good. But that middle from January 1st to now December 2020, that middle section was pretty boring. It was pretty mundane. It was putting on my workout clothes and walking out to the gym hundreds of times over the course of that middle period and just putting in a little work, a little bit every day, a little bit more. And I didn't see the results then, but I see them now. And it was the same with my blog. I did not see the results in the middle, but I see them now and they added up. So that's my first bit of encouragement for you in this episode whatever you want in your life. Like this is the end of the year as you're listening to this. This is when people are starting to think about goals and dreams for 2021. Um, And I say, you know what? I, I know a lot of people are really worried about the uncertainty of the world right now. And I know there's a lot of not awesome things happening and a lot of unknowns. But I would say that for many, many, in many, many instances, they're gonna have much less of an effect on you than you think, especially if you are choosing to take control of your surroundings and what's around you. And I I know I can't speak to every situation, but I really believe that. Uh, Choose to show up and do those actions and make those choices for yourself. And a lot of the other stuff just kind of fades into the background. So if you want something, commit to doing a little bit towards that goal every single day. You know, I remember back then, just dreaming. Here I was working on my blog during nap times. Christian was definitely still working his full-time job because my little thing, whatever it was, was not big enough to provide hardly any income. And I just remember dreaming, maybe someday if I work really hard at this, I could make $1,000 from my blog. Like that would be huge. Like back then that was, that would have been just a massive achievement. And I, then I was like, well, what if Maybe I could even even make enough to replace the money that we were making from our bullet manufacturing business. I'm like, wow, what a insane, audacious thought to be able to make enough money for my silly little blog to replace, you know, the not a whole lot that we were making from those bullets. And like I've shared before, I was a small thinker in the beginning. I couldn't think big. I couldn't even fathom my business doing much more than that. But that was enough to keep me showing up 
day after day. And I, I didn't make much money from my blog for the first two or three years. But that didn't stop me because I was really doing it for the love of it. And I was doing it because it gave me purpose and it gave me something to look forward to when I woke up in the morning. And I would say if you are in the middle of working on, especially anything online or starting a business or being an entrepreneur, a lot of times you're running on the fumes of the passion at the beginning. So make sure that if you're pursuing something, it's something that really lights you up because sometimes that income is a little shaky at the beginning and that's kind of just the nature of how things go. Um, But man, just that passion was intoxicating. I'll never forget how that felt. Okay, so my first takeaway was the effect of time. Compounding is huge. It's big. And then my second takeaway for you is... It's just something I've been thinking about a lot lately. I've noticed that homestead folks, people who are drawn to the idea of homesteading and this idea of being old-fashioned on purpose and living in a different way, they have very similar wiring to people who are entrepreneurs. A lot of entrepreneurs, I don't know, there's a huge amount of crossover. Entrepreneurs are gritty and independent, and they don't like to be told what to do, and they don't like to answer to anyone. And a lot of homesteaders are very similar. So if you have this homestead mindset in some way, shape, or form, which I'm guessing you do because you're listening to this podcast, I would say perhaps, if you haven't already, consider a side business to support your homestead. And it can be a million different things. It doesn't have to be a blog or anything that I do. But I, I think that homesteading and entrepreneurship goes together really, really well. And so just a little side note, I, I will be producing more content and helps for those of you who are starting businesses or looking into side hustles in 2021. So stay tuned for that. It's coming. But in the meantime, just be doing some brainstorming as we are here at the end of the year, time to reflect and make plans and goals. I think that entrepreneurs and homesteading kind of goes together like peanut butter and jelly. So there you have it. Um, The messy mundane middle, but man, it sure is magical. So if you're in the middle right now, you got this friend. Don't quit. Don't give up. It's okay if nobody notices. It's okay if nobody sees you. I am rooting for you and the magic is coming if it hasn't already. So thank you for listening to this episode. I appreciate so much you being here. I appreciate your reviews and your comments. I read every single one. And if you would like to keep up with me in between episodes, you can follow me over on Instagram at the Prairie Homestead. Or for those of you who are feeling like maybe social media isn't your scene these days, definitely jump on my email list. I send out emails every Wednesday. It's super easy. I will not flood your inbox and I send a lot of free stuff in the process. So you can jump on that over at theprairiehomestead.com slash grow. And that's it for today. In the next episode, we're getting a little scandalous. I'm talking about a part of my journey that actually makes a lot of people angry. So it should be a juicy, juicy episode. So make sure you are coming back for that one. Have a wonderful rest of your week, my friends, and we'll talk soon. Happy homesteading.